or Salem Media Group. Innovate with Adele presents Innovating Your Entrepreneurial Spirit, a show exploring the inner journey of the entrepreneurial spirit through stories, lessons, and discussions with founder Adele DeMarco and fellow entrepreneur and innovator Myra Rosario. Now, here's your host, Adele and Myra. Hello, hello. Adele here, and I'm here with my co-host and fellow entrepreneur and sister innovator, Myra Rosario. Hello, everyone. So happy to be here. So happy you're here, too, Myra. We're here talking about innovating. That's yin, Y-I-N, ovating your entrepreneurial spirit. To innovate means to innovate from the inside out. Now, while we're referring to it as innovate and innovating and innovation, the concept of what we're sharing with you is based on both the personal experiences of lots of entrepreneurs and fellow innovators, as well as the writings and teachings of people who are respected as master teachers of success, teachers from the past 200 years, teachers like Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry David Thoreau, Albert Einstein, and Napoleon Hill. Now, our current focus is on the work of Napoleon Hill, who wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich, a book that is on many, many leaders and business people's bookshelves. He wrote Think and Grow Rich back in the 1930s after 20 years, 20 years, 20 years, Myra. Yeah, that always blows me away. Yeah, two decades Mm -hmm. of of research that consisted of interviewing thousands of highly accomplished wealthy people. Thanks to the personal introductions by Andrew Carnegie, right? So Mm -hmm. it was Andrew Carnegie who had the vision for this knowledge being captured and brought to the masses. And that's what he did by engaging Napoleon Hill, right, who wrote this book. So over the last couple of episodes on innovating your entrepreneurial spirit, we talked about burning desire. We talked about imagination. But today we are focused on decision, And the title of the chapter in this book, chapter eight, is Decision, Mastery of Procrastination. Wait, hold on. Mastering procrastination? You know, I thought we were supposed to do the opposite. What's going on here? (laughs) He actually wrote a book on how to master procrastination? Well, what he talks about, I mean, he doesn't spend a ton of time talking about procrastination, but what he does focus on is talking about how essentially decision and the ability to make decisions and why and how decisions are so important um that that is in and of itself the way that we master procrastination right that by being decisive becoming decisive that's the how we master procrastination right and he actually names procrastination as the opposite of decision in fact he goes on to say that he mentions it's true that procrastination is the common enemy which practically every person yes. must learn to conquer. Uh, I mean for years <laughs> I am still working on procrastination. Of course so. it's part of it's part yeah. of like in the innovative process, right? Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. part of managing that that human side to our nature, right? right. We have our infinite intelligence and we have the human side of our nature, right? That mm-hmm. infinite side is that part of us that wants to grow. Mm-hmm. And that human side is the part of us that wants to stay the same. Right. So, of course, that <laughs> procrastination is part of that human side to our nature. Right. right. And one of the 13 
steps to success. Making right. decisions, right. Making decisions. Whole, making decisions in the book, Thinking Grow Rich, making decisions is one of the 13 steps to riches. In fact, this one is named as the seventh step to riches. Awesome. Yeah, and so here's a quote from one of the early paragraphs in this chapter from, from Napoleon Hill. Okay. Analysis of several hundred people who had accumulated fortunes well beyond the million dollar mark. Now, again, remember, well beyond the million dollar mark, and we're talking in the 19, early 1900s, right? Mm -hmm. People who had accumulated fortunes well beyond the million dollar mark disclosed the fact that every one of them, every mm. single one of these several hundred people had the habit of reaching decisions promptly and of changing these decisions slowly, right? If and when they ever were changed. Mm -hmm. And he goes on to say that people who fail to accumulate money without exception have the habit of reaching decisions, if at all, very slowly, and then changing these decisions quickly and often. So the successful people not only make decisions, uh -huh. they also change them slowly. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah. Right. So, okay. so you know, let's unpack this quote a little yeah. bit, right? Okay. Like, mm -hmm. So, Napoleon Hill in this chapter, right? He's, this is chapter eight. So he's halfway through the book, and he's talking about decisions. Mm -hmm. But what he's referencing are decisions that are based upon that burning desire. Oh, there right? goes the burning desire the burning again. Desire, <laughs> our definite purpose, which okay. he, which we talked about in episode one, right? Right, and which he introduce introduces in the very first chapter that that is the foundation for. For everything now, mm -hmm. I know I had another mentor that that um, gave me something to work with that I found really helpful here. Uh, my mentor John Carter from the Gestalt Institute here in Cleveland, and he used to say, you know, when you're making decisions, you need to get clear on what type of decisions you're making. And what he meant by that is, he would say, you know, is this a five cent decision? Mm -hmm. Is this a quarter twenty five cent decision, or is this a hundred dollar bill decision? <laughs> now he wasn't referring to money per se; that was a metaphor. But what he meant by that was like. You know, a five cent decision is, you know, what are we going to have for dinner today? Right, it right. really in the, I mean, yeah, we want to be healthy and the more mm -hmm. we eat healthy, that has a long-term impact, but it's not weighing right. on our life right. in the big picture, right? Well, for some people it is, and that's pretty sad. <laughs> I know. That's pretty sad. For but some yeah. people, if that's your biggest decision, I don't know, order Blue Apron or something. That's what my family <laughs> did, and it made our lives much easier. But um, for, or, or like a 25 cent decision would be, you know, what dress am I going to wear to the party tonight? You know, unless mm -hmm. you're in the Oscars. I mean, that's not uh, going to like make or break, right? Good point. Good point. A hundred dollar bill decision, right, would be an example for you, like Myra, of your decision to when, when you had that burning desire to start Latino Cleveland, that hundred dollar decision was maybe to, well, to leave your I job. Mean, Right. To leave my job, to make the decision that my burning desire to serve my community and to launch, you know, a media company to service the Hispanic community, to leave, you know, the stable income, to leave, you know, just, you know, insurance. A lot of people just get stuck there. Yeah. So, yeah, between my desire and making a decision, which was actually the best decision, what to go and do this on my own to become an entrepreneur. So, yeah. 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 Do you want to tell tell us the story? How did that <laughs> How did that go down? Tell us more of the story of what happened for you. I mean, you told us in the last episode of how you came to this idea yeah. of Latino Cleveland. I mean, just like so many other entrepreneurs, you know, I had my day job and I would work day and night. Like mm -hmm. I would start at seven in the morning, work till seven o'clock at night, 
come home, kiss my babies, and then end up right in front of the laptop again and just working, working, and working. Mm -hmm. So in 2011, uh, the Cleveland Foundation had a grant, and it was the Civic Innovation Lab. Oh, I remember the Civic Innovation Lab. So it was um, about innovative ideas Mm -hmm. that could retain you know, people to come move to the city. Like economic development. Yeah, economic development. And what was really amazing, Adele, is, and this is a, this is really to speak to when you walk out on your purpose, and my thing, I think. So 200 applicants, you know, and I mean, some of these people were inventors of fixing things for like diabetes, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> solar power this. I'm like, oh man, they got world, you know, they, their purpose is, you know, to change the world, right? Mm-hmm. And so then they narrowed it down to 25 and then they narrowed it down to 10 and then I was top five. <gasps> and, you know, this was before Shark Tank was even a thing. Right. So I presented this, you know, Latino Cleveland, the ultimate online resource for all things Hispanic. And in 2007, I purchased 70 domains and my vision and my burning desire is we're going to be in Tampa, we're going to be in New York, we're going to be everywhere. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, so saying that to say that you know to the people they saw my passion they saw my desire and I won the $20,000 grant came to my job and said I have to follow my dreams and I made a decision and it was so like it was liberating but it's still a hard decision to decide to leave your job and to follow your dreams yeah to leave that security to leave the comfort zone especially as a single mother for sure, Girl, for sure. Yes. <laughs> that takes some courage. That courage. takes some major courage, which we're going to dive into today, right? Mm-hmm. So beautiful story, Myra. Thank, thank you for yeah for illustrating, and thank you for all your your passion and your <laughs> commitment. So you know, let's let's dive back into this, right? We're talking about decision and in the innovation process, right? Because our show is innovating yes. your entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. In the innovation process, decision is. The ability to make decisions is is key. In fact, it's it's one of the three keys to accelerating your desi- your results. Right. But bringing back to the point where we're making is is that decision is connected to our definite purpose or our burning desire, mm-hmm. right? Like we mm-hmm. talked about. So once you've answered, once a person like for you, you got clear on that your burning desire was to launch Latino Cleveland. Right. For me, my burning desire is to grow this media company, mm-hmm. to share this information with the world, to mm-hmm. make it mainstream knowledge and information. Right. Once you're clear on that vision, and as we say in Innovate, we access it by answering the question, what would I love? What's the life I would love to be living? What would I love to be bringing in? Once you're clear on that de- decision, that becomes your criteria for making I'm sorry, once you're clear on the vision, yeah. that becomes the criteria for making your decisions. So a person really can't be good at making decisions until they get clear, she or he get clear on what it is that they desire, like we talked about in episode one. Right. Right? So it's if, until we get clear, we can't know what those $100 decisions even are. Right. Yeah. I mean, so Adele, we do have to take a short break. Yeah. Okay. And you know, I love to bring trivia to the show. Sure. I love okay. it. So we're going to do some trivia. And are you going to share with us your story? Yeah. Your I'd love decision? to. I'd love to share with you my story. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank okay. you. All right. So here's the question What percentage of entrepreneurs in the U.S. are women? Mm. Okay. Is it 5%, 20%, 40%, 65%? Again, the question is, what percent of entrepreneurs in the United States are women? 
We'll be back with Adele, and she will share the answer. Welcome back to Innovating Your Entrepreneurial Spirit with founder Adele DeMarco. And again, I'm Myra Rosario, co-host and fellow entrepreneur. Um, Right before our break, I asked today's trivia question, which is, mm-hmm. what percent of entrepreneurs in the United States are women? Today, right? Today. What percent of entrepreneurs in the U.S. are women? Is it 5%, 20%, 40%, or 65%? Mm. Adele? The answer is 40%. 40% yeah. of entrepreneurs are women? 4%. So right, so four out of 10 entrepreneurs are women today. And what's really interesting is I was doing some research on this and I found a report um, from 2017 from the National Women's Business Council and they actually used the term necessity entrepreneurship to explain what's happening among women business owners because there's definitely um, a growing percentage. And what they meant by necessity business owner business owners the way I read it and this was a unique phenomena in the US compared to um, other countries that they had surveyed they found that women entrepreneurs in countries like France and Mexico were saying that you know entrepreneurs they were um, women entrepreneurs there had had gave them they were doing it it gave them a real sense of pride right Mm -hmm. in this country they essentially uh, 50% of women entrepreneurs are saying that they became entrepreneurs because they wanted to have work-life balance, Mm -hmm. essentially, and that they were becoming entrepreneurs out of necessity. Right. Right? Right. Right. And, you know, my... So in countries like France, the women did it out of pride. Right. And then, wow. And then here, out of necessity, which is true. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of my journey of why I became an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. I mean, so... Tell, tell me about that. I mean, what? Is- <laughs> well, you know, Myra, while you had a burning desire right. with your business with Latino Cleveland to help the community, the Latino business community, my decision to become an entrepreneur was very similar with this, to what this research from 2017 says. You know, I moved to Cleveland when I was 25 years old to go to graduate school at Case Western Reserve University. I was studying, I was in grad school and a PhD program in anthropology and I had plans to go to medical school and I very soon realized that this was not the path for me. Right. And I actually realized that I wanted to go to business school and I ended up getting my MBA. Now, the one thing I was clear on for myself at that point in my life was that I wanted to be both a career person and I wanted to have a family. Right. I, I wanted to be married someday, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a mom. I wanted yeah. to have kids. Mm-hmm. So while I was in business school, I saw my girlfriends of mine who had become doctors and lawyers, mm-hmm. right? These mm-hmm. kind of high success track careers. I saw them get married and then start to have children. And what I noticed is as they started to have children, they didn't have any flexibility in their careers, right? right. Here they had these jobs that I thought that we were socialized mm-hmm. as women that were going to give you power and prestige. Yep. And what I saw is they didn't have much power mm-hmm. that once they had children, they either had to step off of their career track yeah. or put their children in daycare. Mm-hmm. And I knew neither of those were options for me. Right. Right. So. Mm-hmm. I was in business school. I went to my business school professors and I asked them questions. I'm like, hey, show me the case studies right. 
of right. the companies mm-hmm. that have great work-life balance, right? Right. Mm-hmm. What are the what are the award winners, so to speak? Mm-hmm. And what they shared with me at the time, again, this was in the '90s, that was that the five-star award winners for work-life balance were companies that had things like on-site daycare. Oh no! I know that was like as good as it got. <laughs> I mean, not you know, we don't want a dog on-site daycare. It's it's an yeah, awesome yeah. attribute, That's true. right? That's it's true. an awesome attribute. Yeah. But I just knew that that career track was not going to be for me. And and so I decided at Mm. that point in time that I was going to be an entrepreneur. Mm. I wanted to have more control over my life. I wanted to have more flexibility. And I wanted to be able to make my marriage and being a mom and having a home life equal to the energy that I needed to put into my career life. Mm -hmm. Right. And what an amazing thing when you live through your purpose that it balances it all out. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, say more. Well, I mean, just like when you make the decision that, you know, I want work-life balance and you make the decision to do it, I mean, you're walking away from comfort. Yeah. But at the same time, because you're living from purpose and you're living from your heart, that it just all balances out. It just, you know, it just feels amazing. Yeah, Which, yeah, yeah uh, it does. I mean, balance. well, like, I mean, so... You know, going back to this word decide, right? right. Making a decision, which right. is our focus today. The word decide means to cut off, decide, cut off. to cut off. So when we decide on what we are going to do, we are simultaneously becoming clear on what we are not going to do, right? Mm-hmm. We are cutting off what we're not going to focus on. So essentially decide, when we decide, we become focused. Mm-hmm. We're essentially saying to the universe, this is what I am doing. Right. Right. And and we're okay. using the power of our mind. Right. Right. Of our mind of what we are going to focus on. Right. Mm-hmm. I have another uh, one of my favorite quotes from a gentleman by the name of Raymond Charles Barker, who um, is somebody who I learned about through studying with my mentor, Mary Morrissey. And she said that I'm sorry, Raymond Charles Barker says that success and failure are results of the use of the mind. Every success-motivated mind has been a decisive mind. Mm. Every mm-hmm. failure-motivated mind has mm-hmm. been an indecisive mind. Wow. Right? right? I mean, mm-hmm. good point. Wow. I mean, simple, but yeah. Yeah. So, okay, this brings us to an important point, Myra, actually an absolutely essential point about the yin ovation process. It is so essential to grow, to believe in and trust yourself. Now, this brings us back to the fact that yin-ovating is about innovating from the inside out. Inside out living more so than outside in. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Believing in and trusting yourself is about living inside out. Mm-hmm. Or like leading from your heart yeah we'll get right Right. into that right right (laughs) so trusting yourself is about knowing yourself first and foremost right Mm -hmm. going inside to know your truth your highest truth what are your longings what are your discontents what is your inner what is it that your innermost voice has been whispering to you not the voice of your inner critic right but the voice of you right And as I've shared with you, as you just shared back to me, I call this the voice of your heart. 
And if I had to sum up what yin ovating is ultimately in about about in three words, it would be this: mm-hmm. follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Now, that first means that we need to actually be able to listen to our hearts, yes, and to be able to hear mm-hmm. what our hearts are saying to us. So, mm-hmm. you know, follow your heart may sound like some fluff, right? Yeah, <laughs> but um. What I know from study of master teachers is it's the, it's also the stuff that heroes and heroines are made of. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'll say follow your heart in another way. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Be brave. Be brave. Be brave. Follow brave. your heart. Be brave. Right? So word, look brave. up the definition of the word brave and it will mm-hmm. say, quote, to face danger pain or fear to be courageous Mm. so let's go with that word courageous right it's a synonym for the word bravery Mm -hmm. the root of the word courageous is cur of the heart Mm -hmm. so myra what is the word for heart in spanish corazón right beautiful i love that word and for in french it's la cur you see those are both from that latin word la cur which means heart courageous Mm -hmm. the heart not your head our hearts are the engine for change in our lives Mm. yes our head our thoughts will need to change in order for our lives to change but the inspiration and the awareness for what needs to change and in what ways it needs to change comes from the heart. It comes mm-hmm. through the heart. Mm-hmm. The heart is our access to our highest truth. So following your heart is the process of believing in and trusting yourself. And again, it goes back to like getting in touch with your burning desire, your definite purpose. And even if you don't know the answer to that, to your burning, de- what is my burning desire? Just the act of starting to ask yourself will bring you closer to the answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? And that's even a decision in itself, right? Right. Just to decide, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn my burning desire. Great point. Yeah. Make the decision. You can make the decision right now to get clear yeah. on what is my burning desire. Right. Right. So going back to Napoleon Hill and the Think and Grow Rich, you know, he in his chapter on decision, he makes the point building on believing and entrusting yourself, he makes the point about the importance of not listening to the opinions of others, right? And he goes goes on, he has one sentence that's an entire paragraph, quote, he says, if you are influenced by the opinions of others, you will have no desire of your own. Right. Right. You know what, Adele, I have to tell you this. Yesterday I was with a client, right? Yeah. And they've been a client of mine for about five years and I've been sharing with them this desire that I have to create this television show with different characters. And so I started to proceed on that project and they said, Myra, I thought this was a phase. Like, you're really doing this? And I'm like, I told you, I decided <laughs> that I'm going to do this. You I, know? Love, I love it. I <laughs> and love it. so I think as you grow to be a decider and you make a decision, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, decisions become a lot easier. They do. It's like, a, yeah. it's a muscle. It's a muscle muscle. that you build and you learn to not be influenced by the opinions of others. Now, that doesn't mean you become a total jerk and not listen Mm -hmm. to other people. But the point here is, as you're making, is when you get clear on what it is that you've decided for, you don't listen to the opinions of people that are going to tell you why it's not going to work or that it's not going to work. Right. I mean, I mean, he'll he'll makes the point. He's like, when you have when you make a decision, the only person you talk about it with are what he refers to as your mastermind. Right. The council of other people who you are in harmony with, he calls it, people yeah. who believe in your dream, people who are you know kind of on the same wavelength of you. Of you. Um, so 
But so, you know, Adele, you're my mentor, mm. and you've created a cir- circle of support that has just really amplified my entrepreneurship and my success in the last two years. So, I mean, having that circle and a mentor like you that helps you stay guided and believes in your belief is the most powerful thing that we can do. Well, I, I really think I'm so grateful you noticed that. And that is that is even what the research says, is to have counsel. In fact, given that we're bumping up against time here, I'm going to wrap it up by talking about the being brave, coming from your heart and innovating, how that has to, what that has to do with making a decision, tying it in with Napoleon Hill's work. There are three components of being a brave, innovating decision maker. Number one is having counsel. When we have that burning desire and definiteness of purpose, the vision for what we love, we have a mastermind or a circle of people who we're in harmony with. That's number one, counsel. Number two, confidence. We believe in ourselves and our vision. And number three, courage. Again, bringing us back to the heart, just like Oprah said, you must decide to push past the fear and beyond what people are going to think. And just a closing quote here from Napoleon Hill, he said, Those who reach decisions promptly and definitely know what they want and generally get it. The leaders in every walk of life decide quickly and firmly. That is one of the major reasons they are leaders. Awesome. If you would love to apply for a mentorship with Adele DeMarco, contact us on yinovate.com. That's yinovate.com. That's Y-I-N-O-V-A-T-E. Right. And you can also listen to this again on our podcast um, on Spotify. And soon we'll have a very populated YouTube channel so you can see our beautiful faces while you watch us. Yeah. (laughs) And so on Spotify, we're at Yinnovate with Adele. Y-I-N-O-V-A-T-E with Adele. So as we, we come to the top of our hour here, I ask you, our listeners, what is the decision you can make for your life this week? I invite you to tap into your burning desire and make a decision from it even if it's the decision to discover what that burning desire is. So as you go forward in your life this week and you are innovating, be aware that there is a power within you that is far greater than any circumstance, challenge, or obstacle outside of you. Bye for now. Bye-bye.